Section 10 of Radioactive Substances. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Read by Avaii in October 2010. Radioactive Substances by Marie Curie. Chapter 4 Communication of Radioactivity to Substances Initially Inactive. Part 2 Theory of Radioactivity. The following is, according to Messrs. Curie and de Bierne, a very general theory which allows of the coordination of the results of the investigation of induced radioactivity, which results I have just stated, and which constitute facts apart from any hypothesis. It may be said that each atom of radium acts as a constant and continuous source of energy without actually defining the origin of this energy. The radioactive energy which accumulates in the radium tends to become dissipated in two different ways. One, by radiation, rays both charged and uncharged with electricity. Two, by conduction, that is, by gradual transmission to surrounding bodies in a medium of gases and liquids production of an emanation and transformation into induced radioactivity. The loss of radioactive energy, both by radiation and by conduction, increases with the amount of energy accumulated in the radioactive body. The system is necessarily in equilibrium when the double loss of which I have just made mention compensates the constant gain due to the action of radium. This manner of regarding the subject is similar to that in use for calorific phenomena. If in the interior of any body there is, owing to any cause, a continuous and constant evolution of heat, the heat accumulates in the body and the temperature rises until the loss of heat by radiation and conduction is in equilibrium with the constant gain of heat. In general, except under certain special circumstances, the activity is not propagated through solid bodies. When a solution is kept in a sealed tube, the loss by radiation alone takes place, and the radiating activity of the solution is of a higher degree. If, on the contrary, the solution stands in an open vessel, the loss of activity by conduction becomes considerable, and when the state of equilibrium is attained, the radiating activity of the solution is very feeble. The radiating activity of a solid radium salt left exposed to the air does not sensibly diminish, because the propagation of activity by conduction not taking place through solid bodies, it is a very thin superficial layer only that produces induced radioactivity. The solution, however, of the same salt produces much more intense phenomena of induced radioactivity. With a solid salt, the radioactive energy accumulates in the salt and is dissipated chiefly by radiation. On the other hand, when the salt has been for several days in aqueous solution, the radioactive energy is divided between the salt and the water, and if separated by distillation, the water carries with it a large portion of the activity, and the solid salt is much less active, 10 or 15 times, than before solution. 
Afterwards, the solid salt gradually regains its original activity. The preceding theory may be yet further defined by supposing the radioactivity of radium itself to be produced through the medium of the radioactive energy emitted in the form of an emanation. Each atom of radium may be considered as a constant and continuous source of emanation. At the same moment that this form of energy is produced, it undergoes a progressive transformation into radioactive energy of the Becquerel radiation. The velocity of this transformation is proportional to the quantity of the emanation accumulated. When a radium solution is placed within an enclosure, the emanation is able to expand into the enclosure and to spread out over the walls. Here it is, therefore, that it is transformed into a radiation, the solution giving off but few Becquerel rays. The radiation is, in some sort, externalized. On the other hand, with solid radium, the emanation not being able to escape readily, accumulates, and is transformed into the Becquerel radiation on the spot. This radiation, therefore, acquires a higher value. If this theory of radioactivity were general, we should have to say that all radioactive bodies give rise to an emanation. Now this emission has been confirmed in the case of radium, thorium and actinium. With the latter in particular, the emission is enormous, even in the solid state. Uranium and polonium do not seem to emit any emanation, though they generate Becquerel rays. These bodies produce no induced radioactivity in an enclosed space, as do the radioactive bodies mentioned before. This fact is not in absolute contradiction to the preceding theory. If uranium and polonium were to emit emanations which become destroyed with very great rapidity, it would be very difficult to observe the carriage of such emanations by the air and the effects of induced radioactivity produced by them upon neighboring bodies. Such a hypothesis is not improbable, since the times required for certain quantities of the emanations of radium and thorium to diminish to one-half are in the proportion of 5,000 to one. We shall see, moreover, that under certain conditions uranium can excite induced activity. Another form of induced radioactivity According to the law of dissipation in the open air of the activity induced by radium in solid bodies, the activity after one day is almost imperceptible. Certain bodies, however, form exceptions, such as celluloid, paraffin, caoutchouc, etc. When these bodies have been acted upon to a sufficient degree, they lose their activity more slowly than the law can account for, and it is often 15 or 20 days before the activity becomes imperceptible. These bodies appear to have the property of becoming charged with radioactive energy in the form of an emanation. They afterwards lose it gradually, causing induced radioactivity in the vicinity. Induced radioactivity with slow dissipation there is yet another form of induced radioactivity, which appears to be produced in all bodies which have been kept for months in an active enclosure. When these bodies are removed from the enclosure, 
their activity at first diminishes to a very low value according to the ordinary law diminution to one-half in half an hour but when the activity has fallen to about one twenty thousandth of the initial value it diminishes no further or at least it is dissipated very slowly sometimes even increasing in amount we have sheets of copper aluminium and glass which still retain a residual activity after six months these phenomena of induced radioactivity appear to be of a different kind from the ordinary ones and show a much slower process of evolution a considerable time is also necessary both for the production and dissipation of this form of induced radioactivity radioactivity induced upon substances in solution with radium when a radioactive ore containing radium is treated with the object of extracting the radium chemical separations are effected after which the radioactivity is confined entirely to one of the products in this way active products which may be several hundred times as active as uranium are separated from totally inactive products such as copper antimony arsenic etc certain other bodies iron lead were never separated in an entirely inactive state as these active bodies are concentrated the case is no longer the same each chemical separation no longer furnishes absolutely inactive products all the resulting products of a separation are active in varying degrees after the discovery of induced radioactivity m giesel was the first to attempt to excite activity in ordinary inactive bismuth by keeping it in solution with very active radium he thus obtained radioactive bismuth and from this he concluded that the polonium extracted from pitchblende was probably bismuth made active by the vicinity of the radium contained in the pitchblende i have also prepared active bismuth by keeping bismuth in solution with a very active radium salt the difficulties of this experiment consist in the extreme precautions which must be taken to remove all traces of radium from the solution if we realize what an infinitesimal quantity of radium suffices to produce very considerable radioactivity in one gram of material it is difficult to believe in the possibility of sufficiently washing and purifying the active product each purification causes a diminution of activity of the product whether this be due to removal of traces of radium or that the induced radioactivity is under these circumstances not proof against chemical reactions the results i obtained appear however to establish with certainty the fact that the activity is produced and persists after the radium is removed on fractionating the nitrate of my active bismuth by precipitation with water from the nitric acid solution i found that after careful purifying it fractionated like polonium the most active portion being precipitated first if the purification is not complete the opposite occurs showing that traces of radium still remain i thus obtained active bismuth which from the manner of fractionation showed great purity 
and which was two thousand times as active as uranium. This bismuth diminishes in activity with lapse of time. But another portion of the same product, prepared with the same precautions, and fractionating in the same manner, preserves its activity without diminution for actually a period of about three years. This activity is 150 times as great as that of uranium. I have also prepared active lead and silver by leaving them in solution with radium. Generally induced radioactivity obtained in this way scarcely lessens with lapse of time, but it does not as a rule withstand many successive chemical changes of the active body. Monsieur de Bierne made active barium by placing it in solution with actinium. This barium remains active after several chemical reactions, its activity being therefore a somewhat stable atomic property. Active barium chloride fractionates like barium radium chloride, the more active portions being the least soluble in water and dilute hydrochloric acid. The dry chloride is spontaneously luminous. Its Becquerel radiation is similar to that of barium radium chloride. M. Debierne has prepared an active barium chloride 1,000 times as active as uranium. This barium, however, had not acquired all the characteristics of radium, for it showed none of the strongest radium lines in the spectroscope. Further, its activity diminished on standing, and after three weeks it had become one-third of its original value. There is a wide field for research upon the radioactivity induced in substances in solution with active bodies. It appears that, according to the conditions of experiment, more or less stable forms of induced atomic radioactivity may be obtained. The radioactivity induced under these circumstances is perhaps identical with that form which dissipates slowly, obtained by prolonged exposure at a distance in an active enclosure. We have reason to inquire to what degree induced radioactivity affects the chemical nature of the atom, and if it is able to modify the chemical properties of the latter, either temporarily or permanently. The chemical investigation of bodies excited at a distance is rendered difficult by the fact that the induced activity is limited to a very thin superficial layer, and that, consequently, only a very small proportion of the material has been affected. Induced radioactivity also results from leaving certain substances in solution with uranium. The experiment succeeded in the case of barium. If, as was done by M. de Bierne, sulfuric acid be added to a solution containing uranium and barium, the precipitate of barium sulfate acquires radioactivity, and, at the same time, the uranium salt loses part of its activity. M. Becquerel found, after repeating this experiment several times, that almost inactive uranium was obtained. This might lead to the opinion that a radioactive body differing from uranium had been separated from the latter, its presence producing radioactivity in uranium. This, however, is not the case, for after some months the uranium regains its original activity, 
the precipitated barium sulphate, on the contrary, loses what it acquired. A similar phenomenon is observed with thorium. Mr. Rutherford precipitated a solution of a salt of thorium with ammonia. He separated off the solution and evaporated it to dryness. He thus obtained a small, very active residue, and the precipitated thorium was observed to be less active than before. This active residue, to which Mr. Rutherford gives the name of thorium X, loses its activity after a time, whilst the thorium regains its original activity. It appears, then, that concerning induced radioactivity, all bodies do not behave in a similar manner, and that certain of them are much more readily excited than others. Dissemination of radioactive particles and induced radioactivity of the laboratory. In making investigations of strongly radioactive bodies, particular precautions must be observed for obtaining delicate determinations. The different objects used in the chemical laboratory and those used for physical experiments soon acquire radioactivity and act upon photographic plates through black paper. Dust particles, the air of the room, clothing, all become radioactive. The air of the room becomes a conductor. In our laboratory, the evil has become acute, and we no longer have any apparatus properly insulated. Special precautions must therefore be taken to avoid as much as possible the dissemination of active dust particles, and to avoid also the phenomena of induced activity. The objects employed in chemistry should never be brought into the room where physical research is carried on, and as far as possible should be avoided any unnecessary keeping of active substances in this room. Before beginning our researches, we were in the habit, in the case of electrical experiments, of making a connection between the different parts of the apparatus by insulated metallic wires, protected by metal cylinders connected to earth which screened the wires from all outside electrical forces. In the investigation of radioactive bodies, this arrangement is quite defective. The air, being a conductor there, is incomplete insulation between the thread and the cylinder, and the inevitable electromotive force of contact between the thread and the cylinder tends to produce a current through the air and to cause a deflection of the electrometer. We now screen all the wires from the air by placing them inside cylinders filled with paraffin or other insulating material. It would also be advantageous in these investigations to make use of carefully enclosed electrometers. Activity induced outside the influence of radioactive substances. Attempts were made to produce induced radioactivity outside the action of radioactive bodies. M. Villard subjected to the action of the cathode rays a piece of bismuth placed as anti-cathode in a Crookes tube. The bismuth was thus rendered active to a very slight degree, for it required an exposure of eight days to obtain a photographic impression. Mr. McLennan has exposed different salts to the action of cathode rays, afterwards warming them slightly. 
the salts then acquired the property of neutralizing bodies positively charged studies of this kind are of great interest if by using known physical agents it were possible to create a considerable radioactivity in bodies originally inactive we might hope thence to discover the cause of the spontaneous radioactivity of certain substances variations of activity of radioactive bodies effects of solution the activity of polonium as i have said above diminishes with time this diminution is slow and does not take place at the same rate with different specimens a sample of bismuth polonium nitrate lost half its activity in eleven months and ninety five per cent in thirty three months other specimens have evidenced similar diminution a specimen of metallic bismuth containing polonium was prepared from the nitrite its activity after preparation being one hundred thousand times that of uranium the metal is now only a body of medium radioactivity two thousand times that of uranium its radioactivity is determined at intervals in six months it has lost sixty seven per cent of its activity the loss of activity does not seem to be facilitated by chemical action in rapid chemical changes no considerable loss of activity has in general taken place in contrast to that which occurs with polonium radium salts possess a permanent radioactivity which evidences no appreciable diminution after many years a freshly prepared radium salt in the solid state does not at first possess an activity of constant strength its activity increases from the time of preparation until it attains a practically constant limiting value after about one month the opposite is the case for a solution when freshly prepared the solution is very active but when left exposed to the air it rapidly loses activity and finally reaches a limiting activity which may be considerably less than the original these variations of activity were first observed by m giesel they are easily accounted for by the emanation theory the diminution of the activity of the solution corresponds to the loss of the emanation which escapes into space this diminution is much less when the solution is contained in a sealed tube a solution which has lost its activity in air recovers a greater activity in a sealed tube the time of increase of the activity of the salt which after solution has been recently obtained in the solid state is that during which the emanation is being newly stored in the solid radium the following are some experiments on this subject a solution of barium radium chloride left exposed to the air for two days becomes three hundred times less active a solution is enclosed in a stoppered vessel the vessel is opened the solution poured into a dish and the activity is determined activity immediately determined sixty seven activity after two hours twenty activity after two days zero point two five a solution of barium radium chloride which has been kept open to the air 
is enclosed in a sealed glass tube and the radiation of this tube determined. The following results were observed. Activity determined immediately, 27. Activity determined after two days, 61. Activity determined after three days, 70. Activity determined after four days, 81. Activity determined after seven days, 100. Activity determined after 11 days, 100. The initial activity of a solid salt after preparation is feeble in proportion as the time of solution was long. A greater proportion of activity is then transmitted to the solvent. The following figures give the initial activity with a chloride whose limiting activity is 800 and which was kept for a given time in solution. The salt was afterwards dried and its activity immediately determined. Limiting activity 800. Initial activity after solution and immediate evaporation. 440. Initial activity after the salt has remained dissolved 5 days. 120. Initial activity after the salt has remained dissolved 18 days. 130. Initial activity after the salt has remained dissolved 32 days. 114. During this experiment, the dissolved salt was placed in a vessel merely covered with a watch glass. I made with the same salt two solutions which I kept in sealed tubes for 13 months. One of these solutions was eight times the strength of the other. Initial activity of the salt in concentrated solution after evaporation, 200. Initial activity of the salt in dilute solution after evaporation, 100. The loss of activity of the salt is therefore greater when the amount of solvent is greater, the radioactive energy transmitted to the liquid having a greater volume of liquid to saturate and the greater space to fill. The two specimens of the same salt, which thus had different initial activity, further increased in activity at very different rates at first. At the end of one day, they had the same activity, and the increase of activity now continued in the same manner for both till the time was reached. When the solution is dilute, the loss of activity by the salt is very rapid, as is shown by the following experiments. Three equal portions of the same radium salt are dissolved in equal quantities of water. The first solution, A, is allowed to stand in contact with the air for one hour and is then evaporated. The second solution, B, has a current of air passed through it for one hour and is then evaporated. The third solution, C, is left exposed to the air for 13 days and then evaporated to dryness. The initial activity of each of the three salts is, for portion A, 145.2, for portion B, 141.6, for portion C, 102.6. The limiting activity of the same salt is about 470. 
we thus see that the greatest part of the effect was produced at the end of one hour further the air current bubbling through solution b for one hour produced little effect the proportion of salt in solution was about zero point five per cent radioactive energy in the form of an emanation is propagated with difficulty from solid radium in air it experiences the same resistance to propagation from solid radium in a liquid when radium sulphate is shaken with water for a whole day its activity after the operation is practically the same as that of a portion of the same sulphate left exposed to air on placing the radium salt in a vacuum all the emanation capable of displacement is withdrawn however the radioactivity of a radium chloride kept in vacuo for six days was not sensibly affected by the operation this experiment shows that the radioactivity of the salt is principally due to the radioactive energy generated within the particles and which is unaffected by the vacuum the loss of activity that radium undergoes when in solution is relatively greater for the penetrating rays than for the absorbable rays the following are examples of this a radium chloride which had reached its limit of activity 470 was dissolved and left in solution for one hour it was then evaporated and its initial radioactivity determined by the electrical method the total initial radiation was found to be equal to the fraction 0.3 of the total limiting radiation if the determination of the intensity of radiation be made by covering the active body with an aluminium screen of 0.01 millimeters thick the initial radiation which traverses this screen is found to be only the fraction 0.17 of the limiting radiation traversing the same screen when the salt has been 13 days in solution the total initial radiation is found to be the fraction 0.22 of the total limiting radiation and is 0.13 of the limiting radiation after traversing 0.01 millimeters of aluminium in the two cases the ratio of the initial radiation after solution to the limiting radiation is 1.7 times as great for the total radiation as for the radiation which has traversed 0.01 millimeters of aluminium it must further be mentioned that on evaporating the product after solution it is impossible to avoid a certain period of time during which the product is in an intermediate condition neither entirely solid nor entirely liquid neither can one avoid warming the product to remove the water quickly for these two reasons it is scarcely possible to determine the true initial activity of the product passing from solution to the solid state in the experiments just quoted equal quantities of the active bodies were dissolved in the same quantity of water and the solutions were then evaporated to dryness under conditions as identical as possible and without heating above 120 degrees or 130 degrees i investigated the law according to which the activity of a solid radium salt increases from the moment in which the salt is obtained dry after solution 
to the moment in which it reaches its limit of activity. In the tables which follow, the intensity of radiation, I, is represented as a function of the time, the limiting intensity being supposed equal to 100, and the time being reckoned from the moment at which the product was dried. Table 1, figure 12, curve 1, refers to the total radiation. Table 2, figure 12, curve 2, refers only to the penetrating rays, rays which have traversed 3 cm of air and 0 0.01 mm of aluminium. Table 1. Zero days. Intensity 21. One day. Intensity 25. Three days. Intensity 44. Five days. Intensity 60. Ten days. Intensity 78. 19 days. Intensity 93. 33 days. Intensity 100. 67 days. Intensity 100. Table 2. 0 days. Intensity 1.3. 1 day. Intensity 19. 3 days. Intensity 43. 6 days. Intensity 60. 15 days. Intensity 70. 23 days. Intensity 86. 46 days. Intensity 94. I made several other series of determinations of the same kind, but they do not absolutely agree with one another, although the general character of the curves obtained remains the same. It is difficult to obtain very regular results. It may, however, be remarked that the acquisition of activity requires more than one month for its production, and that the most penetrating rays are the most deeply affected by solution. The initial intensity of the radiation, which is able to traverse 3 cm of air and 0.01 mm of aluminium, is only 1% of the limiting intensity whilst the initial intensity of the total radiation is 21% of the total limiting radiation. A radium salt which has been dissolved and recently evaporated to dryness possesses the same power of causing induced activity and, consequently, of allowing the escape of an emanation, as a specimen of the same salt which, after having been prepared in the solid state, has remained in this condition long enough to have attained its limiting radioactivity. The radiant activity of these two products is, however, quite different. The former is, for example, five times less active than the latter. End of section 10.